Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we are once again in the podcast studio for a special episode. I've got to my right, soon to be, no longer producer Sam. I think he might be staying on, but he is leaving us. Producer Sam DaCosta. Sam, thanks for joining What's us on the Project on, Purple guys? Podcast. Good to talk to you. And right across from me, here at the table, our program manager who runs our fitness program, all things lifting weights, doing burpees, push-ups, pull-ups, the wonderful, the talented Vincent Camp. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Project Purple Podcast. So what we thought we would do today for our audience listening at home is give everyone somewhat of a kind of a recap of what's been happening in the fitness space here at Project Purple. First part of 2019, granted it is August, but we're going to talk about the first eight months. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the CrossFit Games. And there's been some exciting news that has happened recently here at Project Purple. For us, that relates to CrossFit with our involvement with the CrossFit Foundation. So before we get into that, let's talk a little bit with Vin here about what's been happening here in, in 2019 with the push-pull for PC program, because we've seen an expansion, Vin, a little bit. And so for audience listening at home, let's first talk about, if people don't know what push-pull for PC is, let's talk about what that is. Yeah, so push-pull push pull for PC or push-pull for pancreatic cancer is... In layman's terms, it's a workout that gyms can host. Uh, it can be any gym. It can be a boot camp. can be a gymnastics gym, a, a boxing studio, uh, a CrossFit facility or, or affiliate um, that gyms can program on at their gym for any day of the year that fits into their regular schedule. Um, the workout is we have a suggested workout, but that can be adjusted to fit the needs or the capabilities of each gym. Through there, the gym registers. I help the gyms make it as easy as possible on them. So all the gym has to do is program the workout on a specific day and have a coach there to coach the workout. I'll supply everything else. I give those gyms the materials they need for promotion, for marketing, um, setting up a Facebook page for them where I am a co-admin and they can be a co-admin and invite their members and their community to it. Uh, so really making it as easy as on them as they can. And the ultimate goal of this is building awareness you know, through fitness and through sweating for a cause for pancreatic cancer and raising funds for our mission to have a world without pancreatic cancer. Awesome. And we do, Vin, I think this is kind of for listeners at home who may own a fitness facility or have one of the ones you mentioned or maybe one that we did not mention because fitness has become very varied and there's actually now a big movement and a big shift of people doing fitness at home with some videos or social media has i think played a big part in this where they're getting workouts on social media and then doing the, the workouts at social media so you can still take part of this from a macro perspective we have a workout we have a full kit we have all these resources you are the conduit for the the owners to help them market this to their communities and it's not set in stone in terms of the workout because right. we have done some stuff with orange theory this year right. which was they do their own workout they, they do, do their, their own thing and it's it was basically just a charity workout um but 
as you're saying too, there are, I remember last year, we had a few people that did it out of their gym at home and invited friends over. So it wasn't necessarily a, a gym with a brick and mortar. They had a garage gym. They hosted the workout or wanted to do the workout. They did it at their facility or their garage and invited their family and friends over to do the workout. So it can be anybody. Um, it doesn't have to be a gym. It works well in a gym. Um, but it could be one person in their garage registering, signing up, and uh, that post on Instagram, if they post that workout, could touch somebody that they know, which could touch some another person that they know, and then that ball just keeps rolling. We're just getting awareness out there. Which is awesome. And that's one of, the, I think, the things that I think I have seen. I think a lot of times owners are a little bit reluctant to get involved, but then once they get involved – they find out that they have people within their own community that they didn't know were affected or that are being affected by the disease. So it's huge in raising awareness. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've noticed. I'm going on my two year anniversary coming up, I think this fall. Um, and as I've been going around to gyms and, and being able to talk to them and meet these communities, um, there has been the, the gym owners that may not have been affected, but they want to do something you know, for the community or building awareness. But as I go through the workout, tell them who we are, what we're doing, what pancreatic cancer is, and the statistics behind it, without fail, there's always at least one person from the gym that comes up to me afterwards or emails me a couple of days later and just you know, says they were affected, they lost somebody, somebody they know was touched. So it, people are touched by it, but they just don't want to talk about it. I've said it to a lot of people in, in passing before because of the grim statistics of this disease people just don't want to talk about it um, but I think that's what we can do is just getting that word out there letting letting people know that we're an arm or a support the like venue for them to work out let that stress out do whatever they need to do if it's a call and just talk on the phone whatever it is uh, we're there for them and you know we can help in, in any way it's powerful stuff so what has changed this year, Vin, for 2019? I don't think we changed much for the program this year. Not much has changed. The workout's still the same, um, you know, so that's easy. Um, but the biggest thing I would say that's changed is you know, the materials and stuff that we're giving the gyms on the back end to make it a lot easier for them. Um, last year, I know you know the, the gyms would set it up and they would sort of run with it on themselves and not have all the material they need. Uh, you know, to post or let the people know about it, or it was just too much on them to have a Facebook page or have an event page and Instagram doing all that kind of stuff. Um, so the biggest thing I did this year, and you know, and you know, with your help, was getting flyers. Um, we have a starter kit um, that I mail out to everybody um, that lets them know who we are. Number one, because a lot of these people at these communities don't know who we are or know what Project Purple is. So I'll, I'll send out information on who we are, what we're doing, where our funds go, which I think is big because especially in the, in the charity, so many charities out there now, not uh, people want to know where that money's going um, and setting up that Facebook page and, and running that page and allowing it to be just a, you know, a place that they can come to me with questions, not have to go through the gym coaches or the gym owners or anything like that. Um, setting up the fundraising pages that's all on me um you know and then getting the shirts out there um would be the biggest thing so sending out templates you know with captions so it's really just a cut and paste and making it making it as easy as possible on the gyms and on the gym owners we also did though 
add something that I want to talk about here for a second and mention the incentives. So one thing that when we did our survey last year, we realized that we were kind of lacking in our Mm -hmm. incentives for our CrossFit participants or fitness participants. Push-pull participants is probably the best term. And I have seen the numbers. We have seen fundraising go up pretty big. Fundraising has has increased this year. And I think a, a big part of that has been the incentive part of it. I think our incentives this year are, are rewards, as I like to call them, or thank yous to our fundraisers um, has played a role in that. Um, you know, I, I don't think you know, everybody, have, as I have my blender bottle here. You have your blender bottle, yeah. Um, I've got yeah, the, uh, <laughs> you have the Yeti. The Yeti. Um, so, you know, those are two of our incentives that, you know, we have that, you know, people, you know, in this fitness world, they bring their shakes, they have their stuff out there. So, you know, what we tried to revamp this year was letting it be more, you know, specific to what they're doing or your what their events or what their gyms do or what they do in the fitness level. Um, so a blender bottle, you know, they can raise a certain amount of money, they get a blender bottle. You know, we send it out, they raise another amount of money or another benchmark, they can get a Yeti bottle. And who doesn't like Yetis and like coffee and you know, want to have a custom Yeti bottle. Can never have enough blender can never, bottles. Can never have enough blender bottles because they don't clean out the best. And if you leave them in your gym bag overnight, it's pretty hard to get that smell out of there. <laughs> so you can never have enough gym bottles. Um, you know, so there's just some of then we have other stuff, you know, that you know, we've partnered with a couple other uh, companies. We, you know, Assault, you know, Air Running. We, you know, we have, you know, the treadmill, the air runner that you know, were given out to gyms that raise a certain amount of money. So we have, we've partnered and made them more specific to the fitness world. Which is great, and it's great to see many of the partners that we're working with yeah. and the incentives be part of what we're doing as a bigger picture, yeah. which is awesome. And year back. after year, we've had a lot of the partners that have partnered with us, you know, last year and the year before, come back and you know, continue to want to be a part of it. So that's that's always exciting, you know, on our end and on my end to see that that support from them too. What else has happened this year? Because we also, I think, we, there's been a lot of changes more directly. So we've had some Orange Theories come on board, right? And we've had some non-traditional, I, I would say, outside of the CrossFit world of fitness, right? right? We had some gyms come on board that are not CrossFit-type gyms. But the other thing that happened in CrossFit is all these changes, right? And in the yeah. beginning of the year, there was a lot of changes, right, with the games and you know everything that transpired. But we also saw a spike and increase of gyms or we should call them boxes, ter- proper terminology, being involved with us a lot. Like our first six months, we were way over last year. year, right? So yeah. things kind of kicked off earlier this year. Way earlier this year. I think our first event this year was in January. I think it was early January was our first event this year. Um, and, and we did that, I guess, strategically. It was, you know, we have that run in the workout. You know, so, you know, gyms all over the place you know if they don't want to run in the cold they can schedule it you know whenever they need to schedule it uh you know and get the the workouts in you know it doesn't matter what time of year it is and again i think that goes back to you allowing us or you giving the gym and allowing the gym you know to fit it into their schedule the fall is a busy time of year. November's Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. You know, you have October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You have Thanksgiving. You have Christmas. You have all those other holidays in the fall, uh, which make it tough on the gyms to, you know, to do these philanthropic events. And, and even though they want to do it, it might just not fit into their schedule. So opening it up to all year, I think we've had 40 gyms on board already this year, complete the workout or, or do the event, or we'll be doing it in the next couple of weeks. Um, it just opened the door to allow them to get involved whenever it fit into their schedule so they weren't 
you know, asking too much of their community or putting too much on their community. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty wild to see the growth of it. I mean, clearly when I launched the pro the program back five years ago, which is five, this is the fifth year of the yeah. program. You know, we had one gym, one box, and now we're, you know, I think cumulatively, you know, we probably have had well over 400 boxes nationwide, you know, participate and the thousands of participants, which is just wild when we talk about, you know, raising awareness and making people, you know, aware. I mean, that's right in awareness, like the definition of awareness. And that's probably the number one thing that we can impact on a day to day basis is making more people aware of the disease, of the symptoms, of what to look out for. So it's been awesome. Awesome to see it go where it's gone. What are some of the things that you've seen? And we can even piggyback to last year, but in the first eight months of gyms or boxes that have had really good success with the program, and what are some of the things that you can share? Maybe there's people listening that are thinking about getting involved. Hopefully there's people listening that are involved that are going to be doing this in the fall. So if we could share some best practices here for the gym owners first. Yeah. Um, you know, on the, on the gym owner level, it's, you know, the, the fundraising is encouraged. Obviously we don't require it. Um, you know, but you know, there's different ways you can get that fundraising involved and it's simple stuff in terms of you're know, putting a box or a bucket out for every single coach that's in the gym. And for that week leading up to or month leading up to the workout, however many dollars or, you know, $20, whatever gets put in that bucket, that's how many burpees or whatever exercise is picked for that coach. The coach has to do that on the day of the event. Um, raffles have been done at gyms, you know, a lot. And that goes on, you know, if there's a very big advocate in the gym, they might want to take on a little bit more. And they go around to facilities or local businesses and, and grab gift cards or grab you know, grab you know donations from the local shop owners and you know they have raffles the day of. Um, the other side is the promotion part of it. Um, you know, getting it out there, letting the community know. A lot of gyms this year have opened it up to you know bring your friends and family. You know, so it is a way you know for them to get new eyes on the gym and you know new people in the doors to show them what the community is all about. You know, and I don't think that's just a CrossFit affiliate thing. I think that's an every gym thing. I know Orange Theory and the F45, they're like that. It's it's very community-based. It's their group of people. You know, if you can get people in those doors looking at those types of people, it, it just brings awareness to not only what we're doing, but what they're doing too, which is a win-win. So you just said something that I was going to talk about here, but it hits the nail right on top of the head. And I want to, you know, phrase this the right way and not offend anyone. But I think whether it's doing our workout, doing another workout, similar type organization in terms of fundraising, it would be kind of stupid. I guess that sounds kind of harsh, but it would be kind of silly for a gym to not embrace that from an opportunistic standpoint. Now, I'm an entrepreneur. I consider myself an entrepreneur. So follow me here, folks, listening, and for those, the two guys here in the room. If I'm going to throw this positive charity type event, I would love to get as many businesses in my local community, as many people involved or to know that I'm doing this. So why wouldn't I want to do that, right? right? Like if your goal as a business owner, as an entrepreneur is to bring more people in, 
outside of the scope of fitness of what you do, because some people are really intimidated about lifting a barbell or sweating, or, you know, they just don't know enough about what you do, whether it's F45, Orange Theory, or CrossFit. But if you're going to partner with Project Purple and it's pancreatic cancer and, oh, it's going to become the second leading killer of all cancers in less than four months. And, oh, by the way, you know, we're fundraising towards this mission of a cure and helping families who in their right mind outside of your scope is going to say, no, I don't want to be part of that. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people that will say no, but if you're as a business owner leading into that, like what a great opportunity to network. So I was thinking about this earlier, Vin, because I think I heard you on the phone talking about this. And I said, you know what, man? Like if, and usually these business owners, these franchisees as they are, right? They're, they're franchisees of this larger franchise, whether it's CrossFit, HQ, Orange Theory, or F45, they are franchisees. They have to do all these things to build that community. But what better way to have like this Trojan horse, which is like this charitable, good feeling idea that you're going to bring to the community. Hey, they're going to look like rock stars for doing this, right? Because they're giving back to people that are in need. And it's a free commercial to come and see my facility and see what I'm all about and learn about what I'm all about. So I don't understand. Like, so the irony of all this is like, is it either are they too lazy to do it or are they too scared? I, I think part of it is they think it's a big over undertaking too, which goes back to. So is operating a gym though. Right. Which I think it goes back to what we do on our end in making it as easy on them as possible. So it's not a big undertaking. I can speak for CrossFit specifically because I'm a CrossFit level two coach and, you know, I coach at a gym, you know, here in Connecticut and it's program the workout just like you program the workout for any day of the week. You program workouts every day, program the workout, schedule it in to how you program your week. Usually it's on a Saturday because it just makes event, events run smoother on Saturdays. It's one, one or two classes and have a coach there to coach it. Everything else is taken care of. It's easy. Invite people to come in off the street. You can modify it because it's infinitely scalable. You can make it whatever workout you want to do. Um, Chicago Heights up in Chicago did it this year. They had kids doing it. They adjusted it and kids came, friends of kids came, and they had a kid's class do the workout, which that's cool to me. You know, seeing, you know, the, the future of, you know, our future you're participating in an awareness workout, number one, but also just being healthy, you know, and getting active and doing that type of stuff. And then what are they going to say? They're going to go to their friends. Oh, I worked out at XYZ gym and this weekend or over the summer when they're back in school. Oh, and they're going to start talking about it. And like you said, it's just, it's free marketing. Uh, to me, it's a no brainer, but right. I, I'm very biased, <laughs> I guess. But I, I think, you know, and, and, I'm being serious when I said that, just that ramp. But I also think the other thing too, in fairness to everyone out there, like regardless of what you think is going to be a great mission for your community, I don't understand why more of these owners don't embrace that fact of charity. And not everyone does what we do as well. I'll preface that. Um, so, but there are so many great charities that are in the space. And so I, I just think from a business standpoint, when 
you're an entrepreneur and you need to get people into your facility, right. what better way to do what it? What other better way yeah. to host a fundraiser for a community positive event? And I know a lot of them do that with like, you know, fallen officers and veterans and stuff like that. But I don't know if they all take the, the time to think about like engaging other businesses and other individuals outside of that community. And I think that's probably the bigger question. And that's kind of the silver lining in all of this that I know we've really tried to work with some of the owners and some of them get it, some of them don't, and some of them won't. So it is what it is. You have to kind of move on. Moving on, getting off my soapbox and the rant here, what are some of the most successful things some of the participants have done in terms of fundraising? So in, in terms of fundraising, number one, it's the donate X amount of dollars and I'll do X that amount of whatever exercise is. There was a girl up in Canada. Yes, we expanded to Canada last year and expanding more this year. We're, we're international. Gonna, we're going to have more gyms in Canada do it this year. Um, but there, I, there was a girl in Canada, and I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. But you know, she the girl we met at the CrossFit. She Games. came by the CrossFit Games. I have a picture CrossFit of her 1827. Um, she did thrusters, and I think it ended up being like 700 or more thrusters. It because that's which how is an awful movement. And for our yeah, folks listening at home that don't know what a thruster is, it's a it's, squat into a push press yeah. or a shoulder press. Full front squat into a shoulder press. Um, used with dumbbells or barbells. Dumbbells or barbells. Which either take your poison, either one is awful. Neither one are fun. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one thing. It's, you know, post it for the week leading up to your uh, workout. Or, you know, I've had people do it on the first week of the month, they'll row that many calories. The second, or meters, the second week of the month, they'll do burpees. The third week of the month. And it's just, a, it's a fun way to get people involved. And people love watching people suffer. So they usually end up giving... Um, you're giving a little bit there. Um, some other people this year have, it's been a post event thing, um, where they do the workout and they share their link for fundraising and they'll ask for however many rounds and reps they got on that workout. They'll ask, you know, for a donation in that amount. So typically on this workout, I'd say on average, it's about a six to seven rounder, maybe. Um, so you're only asking people to donate six to $7, but that adds up. Every little bit helps, right? We say it all the time. Um, and then a lot of the times they share it with friends and friends of friends start donating and it just goes from there. Um, those are, have been two of the biggest things um, outside of that and outside of like the gym world. People have done, you know, the raffles. They've done, you know, the paint nights. They've done... Within the CrossFit community, yeah. Yeah. I think the raffle one, I know we had some people do some raffles, which were really unique. I know someone involved, like, actual training equipment as well as a raffle. Um, so it's... it's. I, I think, again, you know, we, we talk a lot on the podcast, on various podcasts about fundraising, and I've always said, like, don't try to overthink it. Keep it's it easy. simple. And within that community of people that you have. So if there's participants listening and if fitness is something, so then think of maybe raffling something along the lines of fitness, fitness you know, if it's or, wine or, you know, yep. if you have a lot of friends who are into wine or some, yep. something else that is of interest, yeah. then use that. Like I said, a couple of people this year have done, they had, you know, the, the, the victory grip wraps and, you know, they had a couple extra or they, you know, they bought some, I don't, I don't know how they, they got extra pairs of them and they did, you know, a raffle for them and it was 
donate five, 10, 25, whatever it is, whoever donates to my page this month or this week, at the end of the month, your names get put in a raffle. We're pulling, I'm going to pull it out and you'll win the pair of your victory grips or whatever the, the piece of equipment was or your material was, whether it was, like you said, a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. If you go, go buy a $10 bottle of wine and you know, give that wine. away, people are going to love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's so many ideas. Like you said, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. Um, share your link and tell them why you're working out or doing the workout. You know, when I was fundraising before I even came on board, that's what I used to do. And then before I knew it, four or five people that might not have donated, but they'd share my link. And then it just reached a whole new level of people and world of people. Yeah. Don't overthink it. I think keeping it yeah. simple is usually the best result. So let's shift gears here. We've got producer sam staring at us patiently wanting to talk for his first we experience we don't give him a <laughs> lot of time to talk on the project purple podcast because he's usually behind the scenes but before we get into the crossfit games um then why don't you just give kind of a, a brief summary of what's happened with the crossfit foundation and what project purple now is involved with the, with the crossfit foundation yeah so the crossfit foundation um basically is the charitable arm of CrossFit and CrossFit Incorporated. And they support a lot of, you know, work for charitable organizations. Um, and that ranges from, you know, fallen veterans, you know, to kids programs, to substance abuse, um, you know, to cancer organizations. So they have a group of individuals and different organizations that come together a couple times a year and hash out ideas share with each other what's going on, you know, in the philanthropic world, how we can help each other out, different things that have worked for them, um, you know, and support each other. The biggest thing I think with any charitable organization or organizations along this way is we're all in this together. No matter what the cause is, we're all doing the same thing. You know, it's, we've said it in meetings that we've had and, and talks that we've had. It's not, I'm doing this and you stay away from me. It's like anybody can do this. You know, let's share those ideas. Anybody can get into marathons. You just have to put in the work to get started on it. Or anybody can throw a workout together. You just have to do it um, and take those steps to do it. And that's part of, I think, you know, what that what I got out of that meeting that we were at was there was a lot of ideas being thrown around and a lot of great ideas and a lot of great organizations. Um, it was it was one of the better weekends I've had. Um, and I've been to the CrossFit Games for five years um, now. Um, this year and having that there with the CrossFit Foundation and meeting those people was it just took everything to a new level because there are people out there trying to make a difference. Um, and in today's world, it's hard to come by, but there, those people are out there and the CrossFit Foundation is fully supporting that and building that. And I think it's it's really great to be a part of it. And you know, I'm excited for the next few years or months and a lot of is coming up, um, but the next few months and being a part of that going forward. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more being in the meeting as well. And, you know, it's kind of fascinating to me. I mean, CrossFit's been around for 10 years, but it sounds like the, you know, the foundation and embracing charity is somewhat of an, in its infancy. Um, but a lot of the charities are, you know, started for a lot of the similar reasons why I decided yeah. to start Project Purple. Uh, there's a lot of passion and there's so many great causes, as you said, yeah. uh, that were represented. And, and it, 
you know, you said something, ideas are cheap. Execution is really the key. Right. You know, everyone has the same ideas. It's just a matter of how you execute them. And I've always said, like, what we do couldn't be replicated by someone else in another space or even in our own space. Um, it's just really how you execute them and how you build that community. So we're excited to be part of it now moving forward yeah. and excited to, to see where it goes because I think it's really awesome anytime you get like-minded people together mm -hmm. to share ideas yeah. and, and see where that kind of germinates and where it grows and how it gets there. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome stuff. So we were invited to the CrossFit Games as Burn. part of the CrossFit Foundation. So thank you to the CrossFit Foundation for the invite and for allowing us the opportunity to engage the CrossFit community at the 2019 CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin. We attended last year's CrossFit Games just as guests, like as spectators, spectators. actually, just walking around, yeah. kind of beating the streets. Uh, of Madison trying to meet people and see some of our friends that we've engaged with over the last couple of years. But this year was a little bit different. We had a booth. So producer Sam, <laughs> uh -oh. what is your, uh, uh Oh yeah. From a non CrossFit perspective, cause you've never done CrossFit, right? Sam? No, never CrossFit specifically. No. So what was your impression of the CrossFit Games? Um, it was really cool. Like I was really surprised by like what a fun community it is. Like I was sitting there and I, I like you never know what to expect going into something like that. And you're like, oh, this is gonna be like, like, like everyone's a super elite athlete. Like this is like cream of the crop that I'm gonna be talking to all the time. In reality, the people who are attending the event are people who just love the sport. They love doing it and they're really enthusiastic about it. Um, and so everyone was there to have a great time and kind of really like exuded that people were eager to take on our push-up contest and even if some people maybe should have been no repped and weren't no repped. But, <laughs> so, um, so for the yeah. audience listening at home, we, sh we should talk about that here for a second so they know the context of that that comment. Uh, we did do some engagement. We have a relationship with Gooder. We've got some custom Gooders that are available via our Run Walk program and soon to be uh, in an event that be happening in the fall. So if you missed getting a custom pair of Project Purple Gooders, you'll have another opportunity here shortly from all over the country, all over Canada as well, we'll be able to ship. But uh, so we did a push-up contest, which was max push-ups tying in the push-pull workout in one minute. And we set a bar. We set 65 for the men, 45 for the women. Right, 45. In, in one minute. And Sam, you were designated or you became the de facto timer and counter. Yeah, I just got excited. I just liked doing sort it. Sort of fell into his lap. I, I was into fell like doing lap. it out loud. If anyone's aware, I'm loud and I like talking. So, I mean, it was all me to count out loud. So, it fit. It fit. It fit, yeah. But your judging skills <laughs> needed to be worked on after day it's true. one. I'm not going to lie, though, with how fast some of the people were going. Yeah. It's really hard to know rep people and then keep in mind like the same number. So... Yeah. There were a couple worms going on, Sam. Oh, there was some, but then I could, that Worming. I could, yeah, yeah, that was tough. Which is like, you know, the, the arms, the, get almost out, like a yoga pose, almost like a downward in, dog yeah. Yeah. into like a cobra, but yeah. not really yeah. full extension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the push up equivalent to kipping, but it was, it was a lot there of fun. Go. We saw a lot of people, Sam, do you remember what the max for the men was? And it, we had a couple people come back every day, right? Like, so we were, for the audience listening at home, they, if they did 65, they got a custom pair of gooders. Yep. And then the max grand prize for male and female got like a grand prize of a bunch <clears throat> of goodies. Yep. And we had some sponsors give some prizes. 
But what was the most for the men? 80, 84? Yeah, it, it had to be 84. Because the other guy, like one of the Coast Guard swimmers did 82 one day right. and then 84 the next. And those guys were, they were really cool. Like they were Coast Guard rescue swimmers. So like they're the guys that are putting on, apparently they have like the flippers and stuff and they, they swim out after you. And like these guys are like, the pretty elite good shape the elite. like I they're was, like one of the guys awesome came shape. one of the guys came back on the last day and did it in like the mask and the and yeah, everything too. i think that yeah. was the it's craziest cool. thing i was gonna say yeah. here was one of the craziest things i saw the whole weekend was when the guy came back with the the mask the snorkel yeah. mask and he did 65 by the way yeah. so for our listeners at home he he banged out 65 push-ups i only got 60 yeah so so yeah. <laughs> Fitness program manager Vin got 60 in a minute. I didn't try it. I just ate cheese curds. Sam ate cheese curds (laughs) and popcorn. But the guy in the snorkel mask got 65. Snorkel mask and the snorkel, though. And it was in his mouth. He was in his mouth. He was breathing through the snorkel, yeah, which was phenomenal. Impressive. And then on the female side. 69? Yeah. Gabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, uh, Gabby from Colorado. 69. And she did it twice because she got beat and then she came yeah. back yeah. and rematched hers. Yeah. So appreciate all the love and support of everyone coming by and saying hi. Sam, what else was another thing that maybe you could share with the audience about the CrossFit Games that you experienced? It was really cool how open everyone was to hearing our stories. A lot of the marathon expos I've been to are like so huge that there's like a million people walking by you and it's hard to get a hold of people and start talking about the charity that you're passionate about. But with the CrossFit Games, um, just like the CrossFit community is so team-oriented and people-oriented to begin with. Like, it's it's an individual thing, but it's kind of a big community. Every box and gym sort of operates as a team. Um, and so everyone was just really open to hearing what we had to say and, and seemed to show at least general concern, whether they signed up or not. Um, people were enthusiastic and at least definitely willing to hear us out. And I just, I'd say that the generosity of the crossfit community following from social media like i knew it was there but actually seeing it in person um it's definitely something that really sticks out it was really cool to see yeah i couldn't agree with you more i mean i think uh people were definitely more open there i don't know if it was uh something about being in the midwest i mean we've done a couple of fitness events and i think they're at the games this year, I think was a little bit more open-minded than maybe, and Wadapalooza is a great event, but I think the people were maybe a little bit more engaging at the CrossFit Games than they were in Wadapalooza. Vin, what are some of your takes from uh, the CrossFit Games this year from our kind of uh, involvement there, not necessarily from the competitive side? Yeah, for for us, it was like piggybacking on Sam, it was just great to be a part of that community. Uh, For me specifically, I've been to the games like I said, five years as a spectator, um, never on that booth side or never on the the vendor side of things. Um, so it was it was good to be on that other side. And you know, I've been that person walking through and, and stopping at the vendors and you know talking to those people. Um, it was it was exciting to see so many people stop by. I think we had well over 300 or so people stop by and you know just talk to us, get to know us, um, getting to know a lot of the other people. Um, and, you know, and getting to know, going back to the foundation, just getting to know those people, um, you know, and you know, building that network of 
you know, decent humans as you have the shirt on, um, you know, was, was huge. Um, you know, you can, you know, we sit in the office and, you know, we, I think, you know, a lot of us in, in everyday life can get just stuck in, you know, the world that we're in, but, you know, surrounding yourself with those types of people and, and you know, getting outside of whether it's a comfort zone or whether it's, you know, a different area, um, you know, seeing that there are those types of people out there that want to change or want to make a difference through CrossFit, through, you know, being at the events and, and cheering on their favorite athletes or through, you know, doing something like we're doing. I think it was just, it was moving to me. Yeah. I think anytime you're around like-minded people, it's inspiring, yeah. right. you know, and you don't, I think the one thing that any disease or any disability or ailment can do is make you feel really alone. And, you know, I think being around people that have that like-mindedness to do something positive with fitness is just really inspiring. And I will say for me, one of the cool things was, you know, just again, to piggyback off of Vin, you know, meeting the other charities and realizing that, wow, there's like all these other groups that are doing kind of what we're doing, experiencing the same frustrations that we have, and then just meeting some of them. I mean, we've become... I would say pretty good friends with Kevin Ogar, you know, and his, his work that he's doing. And for those that don't know who he is, look him up. He's a pretty inspirational dude. He was doing at a CrossFit competition and then became paralyzed, uh, really crazy accident, but he's an awesome guy. Every time we've seen him, he's always talked to us and always very, uh, open in terms of, you know, every time I'm, he tells me every time I'm in Denver to come see him, he's out of the Denver area. And then, you know, meeting some of the the groups that we've worked with is just awesome. You know, anytime you get to meet some of the partners that we've partnered with that have supported our mission that are just so open to working with us and some new partners, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, Vin's got the shirt on here. And so um, it was just an awesome experience from us. So we do have a new relationship, uh, partnership that we have with uh, someone. And I'll let Vin explain that. Yeah. So as... If you're a CrossFitter, or even if you're not, I mean, he has Netflix shows out there now, or, or a documentary, I should say, on Netflix now. So um, Rich Froning is sort of expanding his empire, empire, I should say. and um, Four-time individual champion, four-time team champion. So for those who follow CrossFit, you know what that means. For those who don't, he was the fittest, fittest man, man on earth. earth four times in a row. And then decided to go to the team side where you actually compete with females and males together on a team against other teams of uh, same size in terms of quantity. And there have been some changes. It used to be six to be members. Six. used to now be three males, three females. Yep. Now it's four. But he is probably the godfather of CrossFit, it's, we would say. In my opinion, the face yeah. of CrossFit. Face of CrossFit. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was the first one. To, to win four and then he's doing it on the team side now um if you haven't watched his documentary i'll plug it watch his documentary on netflix. on netflix um yeah it's pretty moving it's, it's a pretty great story um but he's building and expanding his empire to froning farms which i know you have a, a relationship with with adam and the, the his guys business over partner there, his yeah his partner um, so it's just, it's cool to be to be a part of that and help them you'll know, get the word out for that so 
it's bison it's organic Hats. it's it, they've got shirts now but they're yeah. rolling out their bison sticks their bison chunks jerky jerky so good. it's yeah. unbelievable sam <laughs> we were able to sample some we were able to sample some so sam firsthand what do you think um it's awesome it's like the best like meat product like like meat like snack that i've ever had in and you're life. not being and we paid have some good by, jerky around we, we've had good jerky around you're here, not being like, paid by froning farms to say no um if they'd like to pay me <laughs> <laughs> i'll throw that out there but no i'm not being paid by froning farms it's just really good stuff yeah yeah so we're excited for that partnership so all the participants that are participating in push pull and all the gyms now yeah. do get a discount they will get a discount for froning farms so whether you're going on there you know, for some of their apparel, um, I know I just got a hat from them the other day. Uh, the other day. Um, I know they are selling out pretty quick on those, but there are some other apparel, some cups, and you know some other stuff on there. The jerky and stuff will be on there soon. So we do have a discount code for you know for that for any gyms and participants that get involved. And the best place to look at what's going on is froningforms.org or yep. froningforms.com actually. Dot com. And com. they do have an Instagram too. So it's, yeah, you know, get on, on there, Instagram. follow them on Instagram. It's just at froningforms. Exciting stuff. The, Exciting should we do stuff. the discount code publicly? We cannot issue the discount code publicly, Sam, because you have to be involved in push pull okay. for PC <laughs> in some capacity. We're not just giving it right, away. Right, right, right. Okay, so guys, it's super exclusive, but you gotta sign up. <laughs> you gotta sign up to get just that jerky. Tease in that there. jerky yeah. is unbelievable. I I did have a couple of the sticks. They were really good, and I had a couple of the bites. They had like bacon. I think the bars are my favorite. It, yeah. Well, they're bites or bars. What are they? Are they like, uh, it's called like a bacon. Bacon cran I don't know how to it's a it's bacon, bacon cranberry, cranberry bar, but it's like most majority bison and then pork bacon and then cranberries. And that sounds like a strange mix, but like They're if you're into like sweet and savory, it's the best thing on the planet. And they are coming out from my discussion with the folks there at Froning Farms with a paleo option as well. So crossfitters and fitness people like usually tend to do certain diets. Hmm. Um, and paleo diet lifestyle, I should say, is something that's very popular within the fitness community, and that will be part of their menu of, of edible products that they have. So awesome stuff, guys. Where do you think, Vin, the next six months, where do we see push-pull? And this is kind of my last question. I'm excited for it. I really am. Um, being entrenched in it for going on two years now and you know, watching the growth and watching the growth within myself and you know, expanding and reaching out to more and more people. Um, I'm excited for where this is going for this year and then into next year too. Um, you know, I'm excited. I We're going to have so many gyms involved and so many more participants involved this year than we did last year. Um, we're almost at the participant number of last year. I think we have almost 600 participants already this year. We had 900 last year. Um, and it's not even our big month. November is the biggest month that gyms tend to do it because it is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. um, so there's going to be a big jump on gyms getting on board and doing the workouts then. Um, I said it earlier, we've had 40 gyms do it already. Um, I think we had 80 last year. So we're ahead of the game on that too when, when we look at you know involvement. So it's exciting. I'm excited to to be a part of the foundation that's a huge part of where we're going um getting back to wadapalooza um we'll be back at wadapalooza we'll be back at wadapalooza 2020 which is in february this year because there's this thing it's called the super, super bowl, bowl happens which is happening in miami in january so we gotta go to miami yeah. in february uh, and then other events there's 
there's always more events too. Um, I know I just got some emails, you know, today. Asbury Park, which yeah. is here locally, not locally here to Jersey. Connecticut, but Jersey yeah. is a potential. I know we've uh, been talking to those guys. There's some other yeah. things happening. So it's exciting. Um, just getting our name out there. And the most exciting thing for me is just being involved in the community more. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we look forward to being involved within the fitness community. And I know we've done stuff with Orange Theory. I know F45 and some other local box type gyms um, have expressed interest to get involved. So we're excited to see this grow, to raise awareness, to keep it going and keep push pull where it is and, and seeing it go beyond where we are now, which is an all time record. So thank you for all you do. Thank you to producer Sam for accompanying us on the trip to Madison, Wisconsin at the CrossFit Games. Your first CrossFit experience, you didn't have too many fit aids that, that weekend. I know we had a limit, yeah. two per day for producer Sam. Dude, but I was definitely sneaking some extra ones. I think you were, Sam. <laughs> I think the the NOCO, the BBCAs, or the, the branched amino, uh, were, were, they were slipping your drinks. But we appreciate all the hard work there at the CrossFit Games and on the podcast. And uh, as we say here at Project Purple, that's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Yeah. <laughs>